Hi, this is Mary Coughlin, and I want to welcome you to the Care Out Loud podcast, presented to you by Caring Essentials Collaborative, founder of the Trauma-Informed Professional Certificate Program and internationally recognized leader in trauma-informed developmentally supportive education for parents and professionals serving babies, children, and families in crisis around the globe. I'm wicked excited you're here as we talk about caring out loud. In each moment lies a unique opportunity to create a kinder, more connected and compassionate world one moment at a time. And it all begins with you. to part two of my conversation with marine biologist and conservation educator, Emily Solomon. And let's pick up where we left off talking about planetary empathy, high-level wellness, trauma-informed care, and caring out loud. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're making me think about values as well when you were talking about, you know, being more mindful about, the, you know, your consumerism, you know, and really, again, you know, being present to it. I mean, I think so many of us can very easily get caught up in just that, you know, midnight shopaholic, you know, just, you know, cruising through for stuff that you don't really need. But I mean, and I know there's a whole psychological, you know, layer to all of that, that we don't need to get into. But again, focusing on your health and wellness with high level wellness from those three domains. And I love that you included spirituality in there as well, because that, I mean, that, that whole existential orientation and understanding that we are part of something larger than ourselves and that embraces all of life in its, in its beauty and grandeur, it does help you then, you know, reconnect, you know, reconnect with the planet at large and reveal what it is that you can do to make things better, not just in your sphere, but in the, in the world at large. So it must be so wicked cool teaching, you know, the future, you know, teaching the future generations of not just Florida, but the world at large. It, you know, I, I mean, we've talked about this in the past and I love that you, you came to the conclusion that I was basically talking about trauma. If we could just kind of shift a little bit and talk about this idea of trauma and trauma-informed care with regard to planetary health, um, you know, do you see a connection between the work you're doing? I mean, as an educator and an activist with these concepts of, of trauma and trauma-informed care? Yeah, and it kind of goes twofold with trauma-informed care in, in my career. I mean, just being a teacher, no matter what you're teaching, I think trauma-informed care is implemented or it should be implemented in the classroom, you know, me as an educator, it can almost be paralleled to the healthcare system. You know, when a patient comes in and you know, you're asking what happened to you versus what's wrong with you. It's the same thing when students are approaching me for, for help. It's not what's wrong with you. Why don't you understand this? It's well, let's yeah. go back. Let's see where you kind of lost that connection and let's kind of get you caught up mm -hmm. to where you to be yeah so, I mean and that just doesn't go doesn't just go for con you know concepts in the classroom but their own personal lives and yeah. you know we 
teachers wear multiple hats of not just being teachers, but also secondary parents and psychologists and all kinds of things that we never thought. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, just that that student-teacher relationship in itself is, there's a large trauma-informed care aspect to that. But Mm. more so in the content that I'm teaching, we put it, I put it into a, a biological perspective, right? We we can't look at all of these problems that are going on on our planet and just say, all right, well, for example, deforestation. Mm -hmm. Deforestation is a result of cutting down trees for lack of a better term. What's the solution? Oh, well, if trees are being cut down, we just need to replant more trees. That is not a that is not a planetary health approach. That is not a trauma informed care approach because all we're doing if we plant more trees is just treating a symptom, right? Mm-hmm. And that does not mean that I'm advocating for not replanting trees. I just yes. want to throw that out there. That is <laughs> actually very helpful, but if yeah. we want to take a trauma informed care approach to solving these global issues, we have to go more upstream. We have to say, why is this happening to, the, to begin with? And that is where, you know, when, when I teach a class like this, you can't just teach about the environment. We have to also get into the humanitarian issues as well. And so again, I'm using deforestation as an example, because it's a great one, but in many places where deforestation occurs, people are not cutting down trees just because they want to. They're not cutting down trees because they're bad people. And I say this all the time, you know, people that do bad things are not inherently bad people. Mm -hmm. They're doing these things because they are motivated by whether it's usually money or, you know, political affiliations. But a lot of these people that are doing these bad things are doing it because they may not have another choice And they may have to do those things to support their families, support their loved ones, or support themselves. And so it's really looking at this from a trauma-informed perspective and not just so that we're healing the forest at the same time, but we also have to look at the human community surrounding it. How do we help those people so that we can redirect them from doing this destructive action to something where they can actually benefit the environment around them and also Mm. get them out of that poverty, get them out of that really bad situation. And we see Mm. this time and time again, not just with deforestation, but with many, many environmental issues. So taking that approach more upstream from a trauma-informed care perspective Mm. is, I think, way more effective than just simply putting putting a band-aid on it yeah I mean you're what you're talking about um, the language that we use in healthcare is is looking at root cause you know like doing a root cause analysis and I'm sure it's not just a healthcare term but because we do this in medicine as well right I mean we treat the symptoms when really you know make if I think generically, and I'm not an adult nurse, but you know, a lot of adult morbidity is a consequence of lifestyle choices, right? Lifestyle choices that are oftentimes influenced by, you know, our, our, you know, generational story, trauma, you know, that is, you know, poverty, all the other social determinants of health, the systemic oppressive nature of an embedded patriarchy, and, you know, all of these other factors that, 
oftentimes, and it's, it has to influence it, you know, the ecology, you get so desensitized because it's so is, right? It's such an is thing. You don't know anything different. So you don't even realize that you're actually being traumatized, oppressed, you know, marginalized, all of these other aspects that then kind of put you in a position to make choices that you think, you know, you just have this small limited scope. And it probably applies to the same individuals that are chopping down the trees or doing other types of things. You oftentimes, oh, this is a little bit of a pun and I hope it's okay. You can't see the forest through the trees, right? You know, you, you just, you're so myopic. Mm-hmm. And I and I love how you you know explained this idea of trauma informed care is larger than that. It's not there's a there's a big backstory to all of this that we need to you know examine and understand so that we can really make suggestions and recommendations for alternative pathways based on you know more information than just you know at the end of that you know that interface there where I'm just chopping down a tree. I'll just plant another one. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I yeah. hear what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's just it's absolutely fascinating. So you know, the work that you're doing, and I, I, you know, besides your education, I know you do a lot of, you know, um, you're out there. You're, you're. I mean, for me, it looks like you're just having a great life. You know, like seeing all these beautiful places on the planet. Are there other efforts that you're part of to, you know, address the planetary health globally? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, not through an organization per se. Uh, I mean, I get to teach these things. I'm very lucky to to work at a school that supports that kind of autonomy, uh, to where I do get to, you know, talk about all of these issues and in, in a very cohesive way. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, when I am out of school and during the summers, when I'm kind of twiddling my thumbs, thinking about all of these problems going on. I can't just mm-hmm. sit here and do nothing. So part of me, you know, starts trying to brainstorm things that I can do from where I am. And so I, I recently read a really great book. It's called All We Can Save. And it's co-authored by Dr. Ayana Elizabeth Johnson and Catherine Wilkinson. And it's one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And I use it in my curriculum, in my class. And part of this book talks about your climate action. And it's a way, it's it's a an activity, a, a way that people can brainstorm what they can do, what how they can use their individual skills to bring solutions to the table because everyone has their own unique set of skills that they can use no matter who you are no matter where you live what background you come from everyone is an asset and so for me as a teacher as an educator something that I'm passionate about I feel like I have to utilize that as part of my climate action and so what I've decided to do and I actually have not released it yet but it's it's in the works is it okay Uh, no yeah yeah (laughs) I've decided to I've decided to make my course open source for all educators and I'm in the process of kind of organizing all of my lectures, all of my activities, my journal entries that I do, discussions that I do, quizzes even even if you are a teacher and 
don't even know how to propose this to your school. I have a proposal write-up that oh. teachers can use Brilliant. to their administration to propose a course like this. So I'm kind of working on a, a cumulative little package that I can give because at the end of the day, uh, you know, education is super, super important and especially for our, our younger generation, but it's, you know, one of the biggest barriers to that is our education system. And yeah. there are so many educators that want to teach about it, but either don't have the time or the resources or even the money yeah. to just spend to, to do this. And yeah. so they're kind of just stuck with the curriculum they already have. So mm -hmm. me being in that seat, I've been there. I know what it's like to just want to have a resource, but you just yeah. you don't have it. So you have to make it yourself. And I, oh I, I want to give that back and, you know, have others be able to, to share that knowledge. Oh my gosh. Well, that you're just such an incredible inspiration. I, that is just so amazing. I, I was just going to ask you, and I think you've kind of answered the question, but maybe you'll elaborate, you know, so how do you see your work, particularly this project then impacting the world? Yeah, it's, it's really just the spread of knowledge. Uh, I mean, by default, just as a teacher, uh, you know, I know that I'm teaching the next generation and, but the best part about it, I think, is that the generation that we're teaching now has all the solutions at their fingertips right now. Yeah. You know, think about our generation and your generation. Mm. You know, we've had to work for years and years and years to come to this point of knowing what to do. And yeah. we're finally at the point where, I mean, there are so many books and, and documents out there that will tell you exactly what we need to do to get this planet to where we need to be. So we mm -hmm. have the solutions and these kids will go the majority of their life with those solutions in their hands. It's just, wow. it's more so at this point, telling them about it and then mm. giving them the the knowledge and the courage to move forward and, and do it. Oh, you just filled my hat with so much hope for the future, Emily. I can't even begin to tell you. Oh my gosh. I, so I, you know, just listening to you and just seeing how animated and passionate you are about this subject. I, to me, you epitomize this phrase, but I do want to ask you what, when you first, you know, received my email and I, I mentioned that the podcast was called Care Out Loud, what thoughts went through your head? You know, what, were you thinking, oh, that's strange or that's interesting? What, what did you think it meant, you know, the Care Out Loud bit? Yeah, caring out loud, the, I mean, just to kind of recircle back to me that I immediately thought empathy. Would you care oh. out loud for someone? When you care, you could care internally. Mm -hmm. um, you, know, you could sympathize with someone uh, and there's even different types of empathy. Um, but when you exhibit the empathy to not only feel, feel the feelings that someone else or something else is feeling, but empathy takes that a step further and puts action to it. You want to mm -hmm. do something about it. You want to help yeah. that person or that situation or that thing. And that is what caring out loud kind of is to me. Got it. That's right. And you actually, 
hands down epitomize what it is to care out loud, Emily. This is just so amazing. And I love this initiative that you have going. And it feels like it may be the answer to my next question, but but you're still very young. So I'm I'm thinking that there's much more on the horizon for you. But you know, kind of <laughs> given Maybe. where you are right now and all of the wonderful stuff that you've, you've shared with us. And, and not saying that this is like the end of the line for you, but like right now where you are, what is that one big thing that, you know, kind of inspires you or that would inform you that, you know, I'm really there, I'm, I'm, I'm on the path, I'm, I'm making an impact, I'm making a difference on the planet. What would that one big thing look like or, or feel like or be? To me, and now just being in the education sector for a while, it, to me, that sense of accomplishment comes from the feedback from my students mm -hmm. and ultimately from just the professional community from you I mean just you reaching out and you know asking if I would be part of this like that to me it's just it's so complimentary because I you know I feel like oh well I, I must be doing something great if if someone else <laughs> wants to talk to me about this you are my friend you are thank you um but yeah it it's it's really though it's the student feedback it's the students that you know give me cards at the end of the year and that tell me that this class was so impactful for them and it's the it's the students that ask to follow me on social media after graduate <laughs> cool. because they just enjoyed my class so much and that it, it made a difference in their life and and that is what keeps me going you know i my goal is not to turn all of my students into biologists or marine biologists you know, i i want my kids more than anything to walk away with a sense of curiosity to what's out there or what could be out there and i want them to also walk away with that compassion for for others and and for our world oh my gosh that is you're such a beautiful human, honest and truly. I, I, oh, God bless you. I'm so grateful for you sharing your time. I do have a surprise question though, Emily. Um, and it, it <laughs> and it, it kind of gives, you know, the listener maybe just a different peek behind Emily and behind anybody who I interview. I stole the question from Brene Brown. So it's not like I'm some mastermind genius coming up with these creative questions. But um, the question that she, she poses, and I'm going to pose to you, if you feel comfortable sharing, yeah. what is on your bedside nightstand? Oh, <laughs> so I'm so glad you asked this question because it's really relevant to our podcast. I currently am reading a book. I wish I did have it beside me to hold up, but to show you, but it is a book by Neil deGrasse Tyson and yeah. it's called The Cosmic Perspective. Ooh. And he basically, you know, from being an, an astrophysicist, he takes his perspectives of learning about space and what astronauts call the overview effect of from going to space and from seeing our world from the International Space Station to getting that global perspective of how insignificant we are, how insignificant mm -hmm. our politics are, our economics, everything that we think is important is really just a blip in the universe. And mm. 
if we all had that perspective, we would really kind of dial ourselves back down to what is truly important Mm -hmm. in our life. And it would recalibrate a lot of things and a lot of ways that we operate as a society now. And so he, he goes into a lot of those different things, but it's so beautifully written. I highly recommend it. It is absolutely related to everything we're talking about. So cosmic perspective, is that the name of it? Cosmic, Cosmic definitely, definitely recommend everybody. Oh my gosh. You are just, I mean, such a wise woman, Emily. I, I, I'm just so grateful that you shared your time, your wisdom, your knowledge, and your vision for the future and hope and the hope that you shared as well for the, for the future. I'm so grateful. Thank you so very much. Oh, this was so wicked. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Mary. It's been It's always a pleasure working with you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me and the Care Out Loud podcast today. Emily is my last interview for our inaugural podcast season. I'll be following up next week with my final broadcast for 2023. Next week's guests will be my incredible teammates, Christy Fuller and Tara DeWolf. Hope you'll join us as we wrap up an amazing season one podcast series, brainstorm a bit about the future of the Care Out Loud podcast, and peek into what exciting adventures await us for 2024. See you next week. Showing up on purpose makes the difference, and that difference begins when we care out loud together.